Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're back with episode 83, which is a very special, thankful episode where Andy and I get to share a little bit of our New York Rangers Thanksgiving table, and I'm just excited to do this one. It's a fun little segment we're doing here, Andy, and uh, how's everything going? Everything's good. It's getting brisk. It's getting cold, uh, which means it's outdoor rink season, uh, you know, uh, which is good because obviously this time of year, I can tell what time of year it is, A, by the hockey that I'm watching, you know, via Rangers games, and B, you can just tell when it's like that perfect hockey weather and you feel it in your bones, like it's a brisk day. And at first you're like, oh man, you know, F it's cold this morning, but then you're like, oh, this would be a perfect day to be out like on a pond somewhere and just, you know, carving up ice. So, uh, yeah, it's getting cold, but I don't mind it if that means I can, you know, go out and skate, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind it one bit. Well, that's the beauty of a frozen pond. It's in the middle of nowhere. You know, if you can get there, you know, drive your car out to the middle of nowhere, throw on the skates and, uh, you know, stick handle. And if you're lucky enough to have a net, you know, just snap a few in the net. I mean, there's nothing better. No, there's no better feeling than uh, than being well, on the ODR. I was going to text you. Uh, I don't know if you saw the morning skates uh, post of what's your favorite hockey sound. And oh. I feel like there's so many, uh, so many sounds that just resonate with me as a hockey fan, especially a New York Rangers fan. And one of them has to be it's a power play goal from Sam Rosen. Yeah. That that is a good one. I was because I saw that I was trying to think what is my favorite hockey sound, and my favorite hockey sound is it's actually I, I guess you would it's I don't know if silence is a sound, but when you're at a live hockey game and someone uh, you know a team is defending in their own zone and a forward like gets a, a stick on a puck, you know that a defend that a, you know trying to do D to D pass, he gets that stick on and then he goes the other way and it's just one on zero in the goalie. And that sound, because the, the crowd, everyone stands up slightly. They get half out of their seats and they go, oh, and then right before he gets there, everyone collectively inhales and it's silent and you don't hear anything. It's like white noise. And then yeah. there's either like, you know, oh, if it's if it's like tan or glass or, or you know, or you hear like that. Yeah, if it's yeah. like a goal and that 
that split second of silence. Like I said, I don't know if it counts as a sound because it's a non-sound, but that you it's almost it's the loudest silence you've ever heard and it's yes. amazing and it's just like <gasps> boom and then you either like at you know you know uh, applause and celebration or if it's just like you know, ah and that's my favorite hockey sound because that's the best part i got going to a hockey game especially if that's in overtime if it's a, like a you know breakaway in overtime like in three on three it's oh it's incredible yeah, and then especially if that little little bit of silence then follows with the Rangers goal song, which is, you know, obviously the best goal song in hockey. Yeah, the best goal song so in the league. So it's like Absolutely. a back-to-back. Back. You get a little treat. You get the silence, and then you get the total eruption into the best goal song in all of hockey. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm pumped to do this episode. I do want to bring up actually one more thing. One more. I promise. This is it, and then sure. we can get on with our segment. Talking hockey. I bring this. No worries. This, First off, they have an incredible business. They just throw up <laughs> controversy and then get people to talk about it. And I don't even think they even see what they post. I think they just throw up random stuff knowing that it, this is going to definitely blow people's heads, you know, right off, especially mine, because I keep bringing yeah. it up every But uh, they, they did have exactly this is they have a good racket going. Right. What, no, what did they say this time? Well, they ranked. I don't know if you saw this one, but they ranked Panarin as the best left winger in hockey. Oh, um, I mean, I he's he's up. If he's not, I he's he's top three right now, right? Because you know, right right wing in the National Hockey League, I think, is a little bit more um, stout. But you know, I'm trying to think. You know, I, you know, I mean, he was I the only. I wasn't arguing with it. I wasn't trying to find a reason. No, why no, they're, I think they're, I think they're right. I can't think, you know, especially after the the season he just had, I can't think of at least right. recently a better uh, left wing in the league, you know, but um, yeah, looks like they got one right uh, for once in their lives. So good for them. And I they don't have you and I, you and I uh, apoplectic about uh, one of their rankings. So that's good. But no, I, I, I mean, I can't disagree. We're about to talk about our, our Rangers Thanksgiving table. And I think, uh, what perfect way to illustrate why he's the best uh, left winger in the league than compare him to, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let you right. tell our right. fans what we're doing. Okay. So this was, uh, you know, kind of discussed between Andy and I, and we wanted to bring you something that was Thanksgiving themed along with New York Rangers. So we thought what better way to create the Rangers Thanksgiving table than to basically give our, how do I put this? We made each New York Ranger a food and we thought, you know, we would try to pick the food that they would most represent. So um, bear with us. You'll get the hang of it as soon as we do the first one, I, I believe. So, Andy, I'll, I'll let you lead off with this. Um, I don't know how you Ooh. how you want to start, but hmm. go right. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll just each throw a player out and then we'll just try to describe them as food and we'll take turns. Um, All right. Uh, well, let's, let's start with the bread man then. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, so absolutely. for me, our, listen, I mean, our Temi Panarin is the Turkey for me. And I, I don't know what you have him as, but, uh, for me, he is the centerpiece of the entire meal. If the, if the Rangers as a team are the entire meal, he's the centerpiece of the entire meal. Uh, he has the most protein, which means he puts up, you know, the best, uh, counting stats. He's got the most nutritional well, I guess maybe not nutritional value, but, you know, he's he fortifies the entire team just by his presence. Um, and the best thing about him is that you can pair him with almost anything on the plate 
and it's amazing. He's the he's the turkey. He's just he's what you he's what you think about when you think of the the team. And uh, yeah, I mean, I struggled with maybe maybe making him another dish or two, but I just think it for he is yeah right now he is the New York Rangers. If there's one person that is the New York Rangers, it's uh, Panarin. So hence, if there's one thing that is Thanksgiving, it's the turkey. So Panarin is uh, the turkey. All right. Well, I went, I totally get what you're saying. I went a little bit different. <laughs> I have Panarin as the mashed potatoes. And oh, the reason okay. I have it as mashed potatoes is because I think mashed potatoes are like the goat of the table. Like everyone loves mashed potatoes. It's something that we do eat all year long. Mashed potatoes yes. is, you know, everyone, you know, throws everything onto the mashed potatoes. It's just, it at the end of the day, I know turkey is the centerpiece, but the mashed potatoes is the to me the goat of the table. I know I'm going after the mashed potatoes first, so that's where I have Panarin. But I totally understand where you're coming from making them a turkey. I had them as the turkey, and then I moved them to the mashed potatoes. So, and, and with the okay, well that that makes sense. Okay, Unless, do you have any any disputes um, on, well, on my thought process there? No, well, I, I do want to know then who who is your turkey, if you don't mind me asking, unless you're trying to save it. No, I'm not trying to save it, but I do kind of have to go with a theme here, and I and we can do my okay. turkey after the next guy. All right, so the next player will now be Strom. Okay, Strom. Uh, I have Strom as the gravy because he's always attached to the mashed potatoes, right? You can kind of put him with, you know, he dips a little bit with the turkey, dips a little bit with the other, you know, maybe a little stuffing or something, but he's always with the mashed potatoes. And basically the mashed potatoes carries the gravy along. And it's just a little compliment to the mashed potatoes. So that's why I have Strom and Panarin as the mashed potatoes and gravy. That makes sense. Do you want to hear what I had for Strom? <laughs> I would love to hear what you had for Strom. So I had Ryan Strom as the cranberry sauce. And my notes are, <laughs> okay. he can be sweet, but ultimately needs the turkey uh, to be relevant. So, you know, I think we were both thinking of similar things. Yes, absolutely. Cranberry sauce in and of itself is great, but you're not just you're not just saying, can you pass me the cranberry sauce? And then just, you know, eating it off of a little plate by itself. Uh I, right. you know, our, our heads were in the same spot, which makes exactly. sense, you know, and exactly. I went, I did go back and forth with a lot of these, you know, guys were getting yeah. switched around and, but, uh, yeah, I ultimately think we are on the same page at that one. You know, obviously the, like to your point, the gravy and the mashed potatoes, you know, the gravy needs the mashed potatoes and, and right. the cranberry sauce needs the turkey. So, right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. All right. Um, all right. Do you want me to go next? Well, I, yeah. well, I guess while we're on mashed potatoes, uh, Mika Zabanajad is my mashed potatoes. Okay. Uh, you know, and you you pretty much summed it up. You know, fan favorite. Uh, everyone goes for it. Uh, maybe you know, obviously at the end of the day, you know, turk the turkey is emblematic and synonymous of of Thanksgiving dinner. But the met people love the mashed potatoes, and uh, yeah, mashed potatoes very versatile can get, go with a lot of things, just just like the turkey. But uh, yeah, it's always a winning combination with the mashed potatoes. Like I said, maybe not as uh, emblematic ultimately as uh, but. At the same time as a turkey, but people, yeah, every, who doesn't love mashed potatoes? Everyone loves meek. Everyone loves mashed potatoes. Uh, I'm gonna call them uh, uh, mashed Mika or something. I don't know. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. I, th- I thought I was gonna come up with something cool in my head, but uh, yeah, uh, it's all right. Yeah, ma- I'm gonna make Broadway Boys T-shirts. Yeah, uh, Mika mash. Uh, yeah, on it. So. Mika mash. I like it. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, it's funny that you brought up Mika because Mika is my turkey. 
Uh, the reason uh, I made him my turkey was because at the end of the day, I do feel like if we had one player who is a captain, it's going to be Mika Zibanejad. And that's just my opinion. I know a lot of people love other some other players. But for me, it's Mika. He's the closest thing I think we have to a captain. He's electric. Uh, I think every Ranger fan loves him. And, you know, he's at the end of the day, he's our first line center. He's the centerpiece. He's the turkey. And that's that's what I got. I like it. Um, he's, do you want to give me the next player on your list? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the next player on my list is someone who plays with Mika. <laughs> and he's the cranberry sauce. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so his name is Chris Kreider. <laughs> and because, you know, Chris Kreider is basically carried along by Mika Zibanejad... <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you know they complement each other so sort of like what you did with your cranberry yes. and turkey i did the same thing with chris Kreider and uh and zabenajad and basically i did the same thing like he's a little sweet i feel like there's a lot of mixed feelings about chris Kreider. yeah you know I, I seem to be pessimistic but a lot of people love him so same thing with cranberry sauce well so again we're sort of simpatico chris Kreider for me is the green bean casserole because you show up to Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe it's not your usual, like at your parents' house, you're going to your aunt's house and yeah. it's there. And everyone knows that it's such a, you know, a green bean casserole is a real, real mixed bag. Sometimes you have one and it's just delicious. And you're like, this is way better than it has any business being. And then sometimes it's just like a soggy, lukewarm mess, you know? So you never know what you're going to get. So uh, that's why I had Chris Kreider as the uh, the green bean casserole because you know you don't know what it, if it's going to be good or bad. You don't really know what you're going to get. It can be extremely rich and delicious, but it can also be a uh, an undercooked, soggy mess with like bad crunches on top. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I man I couldn't agree with you more. But that's like a perfect. There you go. Yeah, that's a perfect description of yeah. uh, a green bean casserole. Um, exactly. All right. All right. Do you want to take on the next player? Sure. Uh, so next player on my list is uh, Pavel Buchnevich. And I went back and forth and like, what am I going to put Butch? And I put him as uh, sweet potatoes. Okay. Doesn't get as much love as the mashed potatoes, but he's low key. One of the best dishes there. You know, it's got the the that starchy heartiness of the mashed potatoes, but there's also always like a little pinch of cinnamon or maybe honey or, you know, in there. And it's low key. One of the best dishes, I feel like you take a big glob of mashed potatoes, but then you just take a tiny glob of either mashed sweet potatoes. Sometimes they're like yams or candied or whatever, but usually it's mashed. And yeah, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really get, I feel like mashed sweet potatoes doesn't get it's uh, as much love as the mashed potatoes, but at the same time, it's really good. So I had, I'd butchers my, uh, my sweet potatoes. It's certainly, Oh, well, all right. Are yams and sweet potatoes the same thing? Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, all right, I might have I might have screwed up, uh, but that's fine. That's, that's, we're good. So, like a yam can be like candied, which is I don't like. I okay. think they're the same. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're the same. They're little, both orange. Little fun. Maybe they're they're close. Yeah, well, Maybe they're different. I don't know. I don't I don't know either. But um, a fun fact about <laughs> me: I actually, when I was younger, I ate a lot of sweet potatoes, and I actually turned orange. Where my mom had to take me to the hospital because she didn't know why I was turning orange. Really. Yes. So if you that happened enough. to the girl in the Partridge family, she ate a lot of carrots, but yes. in real life. Um, uh, I, but that's yeah. I didn't know. That's crazy. So you ate so many sweet potatoes when you were a kid, you carrots, turned orange. Yeah. All the orange foods I, I tended to like. 
and it's not let, like me, let me guess your dad was making you eat them for to get strong for hockey yeah no <laughs> no I, well i was i was young young it was not 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 yet i don't think in my life where where that came into play but um yeah it was i i wasn't i don't remember it happening but it's funny because i don't ever really remember liking sweet potatoes so that's how long ago it was so I yeah know. all right enough about me uh yeah uh ha- pavel buchnevich what what did he fulfill on your uh in your right. thanksgiving meal so pavel buchnevich to me is such a unique player i feel like he's like mysterious in a way and so i kind of was scrolling through dishes to find like the perfect match for him and i had a couple that floated in and out with him but once i landed on this one uh potatoes el gratin um, oh yeah potatoes are gratin yeah he, it's like a unique dish it's it has a, a french sounding name which makes it sound like a little bit more fancy than what it really is which is just cheese and potatoes so <laughs> like i feel like that fits him like yeah it, it's it's different uh, also it's known as scalloped potatoes and in some parts of the uh of the yep. u.s yep um exactly so i i thought that fit him um, I don't always have that dish at my Thanksgiving, but I've had it in the past and it's yeah. delicious. And, um, you know, hopefully it becomes more of a, a staple in future Thanksgivings and future seasons. I mean, potatoes and cheese together are never a losing combination in my, <laughs> in my estimation. So nope. yeah, uh, that's yeah. I like it. All right. Um, so who, who's next on your list? All right. Uh, so we'll complete the first two lines with this guy, uh, Capo Caco. And I made him the stuffing. The reason I made him the stuffing is because he's like, all right, every, I feel like a lot of people love the stuffing. Like a lot of people love it. There's a, a few yeah. that like don't truly believe in the stuffing or don't really like it because it grosses them out a little bit. But yeah. at the end of the day, everyone loves the stuffing. And it's another piece of the table that's an absolute necessary. And I think Kako then playing with Panarin is is taking on more of a bread form and he will eventually flourish into what is a, the stuffing that's a that's a solid analysis and that's what people come to this podcast for i like it <laughs> um <laughs> i kako for me was also the stuffing and my notes were everyone loves it but it always runs out quickly and there's never enough to go around because as you know uh, this past season was kind of tough for young Kako. He looked tired and gassed all the time. But what we got in little, we got little flashes and glimpses of the most delicious, moist, you know, wonderful, flavorful stuffing that's been cooking inside of uh, uh, the turkey. But just there wasn't enough of it. We didn't get enough, not enough to go around. It goes quickly. So hopefully, you know, they can augment Kako next year with more of like the box stuffing on the side, which you got to do, you know. Uh, right. Absolutely. You know, just so there's enough to go around. But yeah, I mean, literally there's nothing more delicious and hearty and savory than just that fresh out of the, the bird stuffing. It's amazing. It's incredible, but there's never enough of it. Cause you can only fit so much in there. Everyone wants it. Everyone's going back, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I, we were on this, we were in Zapatico in that one. I, you know, he's definitely the stuffing, uh, for me. And yeah, like I said, hopefully there's more of him to go around next season. Cause, uh, yeah, hopefully we get the stuffing we saw in the plans and not the stuffing we saw in the regular season. Right. And then like, shout out to the people who, have the stuffing in the turkey and then and do a separate thing of stuffing, which is not as good, but it's you're thankful that it's there because you can yeah. kind of mix it in with the other stuffing. To, to make yeah, it exactly. You, it doesn't. Yeah, you still kind of get some. 
Yes, exactly. That's a, that's a that's a that's a vet move. So I hope you're you're paying attention. You're taking yeah. notes right now. You should try that at your next Thanksgiving. Um, all right. So that's our pretty much our that's our top six. But I you know I have yeah. some more notes here for some newcomers and some other people. Uh, who who went last? Did did I go or you go? Uh, I did. I think I, you started. All right. So yeah. I'll start this next next one off. Uh, uh, let's go with Philip Heedle. So for Philip Heedle, uh, I had him as glazed carrots. Now, uh, I know you're probably curious why, because um, he's a veggie dish. He's ultimately complimentary, but he can still surprise you with his sweetness. You know, at one point, if we had done this podcast a few years ago, Heedle would have been the the stuffing or the mashed potatoes. But as it stands today, you know, he's like, you know, he's a he's a, a, a sweet, you know, and that's the other thing. He's one of those things that you're just like, it's not the first thing you're grabbing, but you grab it and you don't realize that it's like honey glazed carrots. And you're like, oh, that's sweet. And like, and it, it goes perfectly with everything else. So it's a surprise. It's a nice surprise. So, and yeah, he's a middle six, honey, he's a middle six, the bottom right now. He's a third line, uh, uh, honey glazed, uh, carrot. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So for Heedle, I had him as the corn. Uh, oh. One of those things where I think this year, well, like always, he's always there. I don't think it's like no one's no one goes after the corn first, but you know no. everyone likes to sprinkle a little bit on their plate, and yeah. it's a Thanksgiving must. It has to be there, absolutely. And that's how kind of I view Heedle. Like Heedle is one of the players on the Rangers where, you know, I think we're really lucky to have him. He he's gonna you know he's gonna sprinkle us with his brilliance. Uh, you know, with his stick handling ability and his explosiveness to sometimes, you know, burn the defenseman. But at, uh, the little Gibby thing popped up. Um, and then, yep. Uh, and then, but, but at the end of the day, corn is like nothing special. It's nothing to write home about. So it is, Heedle is what he is, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, our last week's guest, uh, the Gibby is clearly watching our live stream right now. So we miss you, Gibby. We're one episode out. Uh, I couldn't agree more on on Heedle. Uh, I think we have similar ways of thinking about him. Uh, people, there's some people that swear by taking corn and just like taking a little spoonful and just putting in their mashed potatoes. Like, I don't, I don't do that, but I people that. love that. Yeah, I you love do that. do that. Yes, I do. Oh, do okay, that. that makes sense. Yeah. And, and actually, um, my great grandmother used to do like uh, these like potato pancakes, but the corn would be in it. So oh, okay, that's pancakes. that is, that does sound good. And listen, uh. uh kfc with their famous bowls uh you know yes. they've been doing that so yep. i guess you know proof of concept people like it um okay i think it's your turn because i just went okay um uh, i went with uh alexis lafreniere uh okay. big al for me uh i had him as the broccoli casserole now this might sound crazy to you but the broccoli casserole is low-key my favorite thing like okay. at the because there there is plenty of it to go around because no one really grabs at it but it's it's always exciting it's it's always there and it's always reliable and it'll always taste the same and i love it and i love it because people steer clear of it and i know I, it has nothing to do with lafreniere at all but but you I love just, you love broccoli i love broccoli casserole so much and i know i'm gonna love this kid so much so basically this is more of a, a love interest rather than uh a food comparison, but he's the closest thing I have to broccoli casserole. I, I feel that, uh, I had him as the gravy because we talked about the Rangers as a team, their 
just a meal. It's a Thanksgiving meal. And I just think about this Thanksgiving meal. And then I think about gravy. It was Lafreniere. It was my gravy. And I think about pouring Lafreniere all over this team and all the, just everything gets better. Cause it's all, it's like a, you know, on everything I put it. I'm one of those people that puts it on everything. It goes on yeah. the, the Turkey, the mashed potatoes. It gets a little bit in the, in the, on some of the corn and hell, even like if I have asparagus now it's drowning in it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I just pour, I want to pour Lafreniere over everything. Cause I just want to, you know, I'm so happy we have it. It's so rich and it's, yeah, it's just, it's going to, yeah, it's comforting to set every, set everything off. It really, so yeah, it's just like, it's just the, it's as, as if Thanksgiving dinner couldn't be great enough. Then you have the gravy just to go on top of everything, and make it that much better. And that's, I think how it feels to get the rights to draft Lafreniere and uh, hopefully how it feels. God, if this season a, uh, knock on wood still happens. A, yeah. I'm, I, I'm jealous that. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little jealous that you got a Lafreniere as your gravy and I have Strom. So. All right. You know, uh, I guess it's your turn now. All right. Uh, up next, I have uh, Julian Gauthier. Uh, Julian Gauthier for me is the Brussels sprouts. Now, you know, you sometimes forget that they're there. They always surprise you when they pop up. You're like, oh, Brussels sprouts. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Brussels sprout guy. Like, I only have so much room on my plate. But then you look and they're crusted with little pieces of bacon. And you're like, oh, it look kind of good. And they look like they're glazed or something. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to try these. And they surprise you like, oh, that's good, actually. You know, it's uh, Julian Gauthier himself. He's like a big strapping kid. He's like, you know, he likes to lift weights. He's a bodybuilder. So I feel like uh, it's, you know, appropriate that Brussels sprouts is good for you, help you grow up big and strong. Um, but yeah, and there's a little bit of intrigue there. But again, you kind of forget that he's a he's on this team. You forget he's part of this. You forget the, the Brussels sprouts are part of this meal until they pop out in a little side dish, you know, and you, you put three of them on your plate. Well, that's a brilliant way to describe him because I yeah. had the same thought process, but yeah. I went a little outside the box. I don't know if I really broke the rules here, but I actually made him the beer that's sitting at the table, like my drink. Oh, because that works. A nice fall beer, you know, that's it's flavorful. And then, you know, you're, you're so used to eating. You just grab the drink and you just, you know, you, you grab your beer and you're just pounding and you don't always appreciate it. But it's there. It's a nice tall glass. He's a big boy. It's got bold flavor. He's going to bring a bold game to the New York Rangers. And, you know, it's it's something that, um, you know, is very complimentary to this team. And it might not be attached to the table just yet because we don't know what we're going to truly get out of him. But it's it's a very it's a must have. That's what I should say. That's that's very well well put, uh, and you know, right, beverages are definitely on board. Trust me, we'll we'll come up to that later. Um, who who? So uh, who do you have next, James? Okay. Um, so we did Heedle. All right. Uh, the, my next one is I'll do Howden as my next one. <laughs> I had him as the honey glazed carrots because I want nothing okay. to do with the honey glazed. Carrots. Okay. And I know, like, it's sweet, and some people might like it, and like use that. Ooh, you know, there's a little bit, you know, honey glazed carrots. Uh, is, but for me, it's a steer clear. They don't go on my plate, which is ironic because I turned orange as a kid. But yeah. again, no honey glazed carrots for me. No. That's Howden. I don't want it. It's fine. I can. Yeah. I can do. I. I yeah. I had Howden as a steamed cauliflower. Uh, your the host or your parents, uh, i.e. David Quinn, uh, tells you to put it on your plate because it's good for you. 
but space is limited and you really don't want to eat it. So you do so, but only under protest and you eat it just to be like, like, cause you're eating everything else. And he's like, you know, it's good for you. You should have it. So then you're having some, <laughs> some, some Brett Howden when you, all you want to do is just go back for some more Kako or uh, put Lafreniere over more Mika, you know, well, that's what you do. You have to pour some Lafreniere right over there. Yeah. I'm gonna pour a, <laughs> I hope for the, the Lafreniere's sake, he's not wasted on, on cauliflower, but uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to, uh, I have a feeling that James and I in our text now will only refer to uh, Rangers as their food. We're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, mash is on fire tonight, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, gr- green beans if, if uh, Kreider scores a goal or something. Yeah. Hopefully my turkey doesn't break his leg again. Oh, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to be careful. Turkeys tend to do that, unfortunately. Um, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn, right? Yeah. Um, uh, how many more forwards do you have, by the way? How many forwards? I have uh, two more Ooh. forwards. Okay. I'll, I only have one. I think I didn't get everyone, but that's fine. It's it's okay. all good. Uh, so uh, Brendan Lemieux, I have as a glass of red wine. Ooh. Now it's a favorite of the older crowd, uh, and is a welcome addition to the meal. But you can have to have it in moderation, or else uh, it can go south quickly. Yes. Wow. Too much can hurt you. Yeah, that is a great one. Um, yeah. I had him. I had Lemieux as my Brussels sprouts. Uh, Brussels, they're just, it's a strong word. It's a, it's a gritty, it's a gritty thing. Cause the, there's bacon on it and stuff like that. I feel yeah. like it's a vegetable for like, it's a very fall vegetable and it's a strong vegetable. And I feel like yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the goat of the vegetable because listen, we, we, we basically overpower the green beans and the broccoli and even sometimes if you have cream spinach, we make, you know, we mix the cream in the Brussels sprouts, you know, they kind of stand alone, you know, maybe you'll sprinkle a little bacon on top, but they stand alone. They're a strong piece. They're healthy for you. You need it. You're only going to take a little bit of it. And, but it, you're, you're happy. It's there. So that, that's what that's I have. That's extremely well said. Yeah. And, you know, I was like I said, I was thinking a similar thing with Lemieux and uh, excuse me, with uh, Julian Gauthier that like a Brussels sprout has like it's got a hardiness to it, even though it's a vegetable, but it can also have like a good saltiness or or like, you know, if it's glazed in something like it can surprise you because you're just yeah. like, ah, oh, it's a Brussels sprout. Am I really going to grab it? But then you do and you're happy you did. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But you don't want a lot of it. You don't want a lot no, of it. don't want a lot of it. Hey, hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like, dun, 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 dun. And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who who he should have checked over here. And then <laughs> I, I looked down at my favorite hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys 
in King's Jersey. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rinks in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. So uh, there's I I'm out of forwards. Uh, you you I did. I assume you, I can, yes. I, this I, is, I assume this is Kevin Rooney. Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't do one for Kevin Rooney. I forgot. Okay. So, well, but why don't you tell us what Kevin Rooney is for? Right, for me, meal. Kevin Rooney, I had him as a piece of bread and butter that you kind of just have on the side. You brought him in. Uh, you know, analytically, I guess Rooney is a defensive guru. Um, you know, I feel like the piece of bread and butter, everyone knows what you're getting with it. Um, you're going to dip it into a little bit of everything. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like it's you know, bread and butter. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it is what it is. That makes sense. I like yeah. that. So, all right. All right. Uh, I guess on to our defenseman. Uh, would you okay. like to start us off? Sure, I will. Uh, while you're saying uh, bread and butter, Adam Fox, for me, he is uh, a roll. He's a hot roll, like like a or biscuit, what, whatever you want to call it, like hot rolls or hot biscuits, right out of the oven. Uh, and you know, it's uh, can go under the radar when you're thinking about Thanksgiving, but it's absolutely magic when you dump it into the rest of your meal. So you can, you know, you like you said, you dunk it with, but you put butter on it. It's delicious. You put some gravy and mashed potatoes on it's even better you get a little bit of cranberry sauce in the mix it tastes amazing so you kind of forget about it it doesn't get as uh you know as much uh press as maybe uh you know if kale mccarr is like a spiral ham it doesn't get as much press as a spiral ham but i don't want to eat spiral ham with everything i want to eat uh a, you know just take that that hot roll it's still steaming out of the oven and put butter on it or or dunk it in my mashed potatoes and gravy or get some little cranberry sauce on it or make a little sandwich you ever do that Yes, absolutely. You open you, you open the biscuit or the or the bread roll, and then you make a little turkey Thanksgiving Day sandwich right there on the spot. So, yep. and that's the beauty of it. So, Adam Fox was a was a was a hot uh, piping roll right out of the oven for me. Yeah. So, all right, Fox. What is ultimately the best part of Thanksgiving? And I think the best part of Thanksgiving is not the football, it's not the the dinner, it's the leftovers. Knowing that you're going to come back for more. So, I made Adam Fox the leftovers. Why oh, that's smart, make them man. the leftovers? Okay. Because it's great. It's the greatest part. Everyone gets so happy that it's there at the end of the night. And I made them the leftovers because he happens to be whatever's left over of defenseman talk after McCarr and Quinn. Uh, Quinn uh, steal all the spotlight. About. Yeah, they steal all the spotlight. They're on the table. And guess what? Fox is the leftovers. He's it's it's the you know, it's the best thing at the end of the night going back. For another plate of all, and you and you know what it is. There's no pressure to put all the bad stuff on your plate. You only put the good stuff. You only put the stuff that you really truly love. So, Adam Fox. Uh, well, well said. Uh, I wish I had thought about that. Yeah, I wish I had it's thought about cheating. that. That's, it's uh, not really. That's a really good way of thinking. I mean, I, I it makes sense for me though. I think it's, it's I think right. it's a, be, a perfect way to think about Fox. So I I like it. Um, yeah. who, who is next on okay. your defenseman list? Uh, Meal I'll list, do, I should say. I'll do his partner, uh, Lindgren. Uh, I had him as the, uh, sweet potatoes. 
like no. I said, it, it's something that doesn't get a lot of love. It's always there at the Thanksgiving table. You're happy that it's there because it's, you know what? I, I like to take like a little bit of the sweet potato and sometimes dump it into my mashed potatoes, make it a little bit taste different, you know, just to try it, be unique yeah. and crazy. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a good dish. It's a strong dish. It's got a bold flavor. And if you like it, you'll love it. Uh, and But it needs to be there. It has to be at the Thanksgiving table. And, and I think uh, it reflects Lindgren's game a little bit, just like that. It doesn't get all the love in the world, but it's a must have and you appreciate it uh, in those, uh, you know, tough nights when you're facing a very physical team. No, absolutely. Uh, that is good for him. For me, I had him as the butter because he's strictly paired with the roll, but uh, they're magic together. Makes sense. You know, if Adam yeah. Fox is the roll, you put the butter with the roll. And I don't want to shit. I don't, you know, I don't know if it, it sums up his game and how, how, uh, you know, valuable he's been to the Rangers as well as making him the sweet potatoes. But like I said, I just think the butter, like the, you don't, I don't think people realize that low key that, that the rolls and the butter together is just such an important part of the meal. It really gives nice balance and breaks things up. So, and like you said, you can, uh, it, you, the real magic happens when you get the butter roll and you just dip in everything else. So. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. For I, me, he was a uh, Lindegren's butter, and and Fox is still at Piper Hunt Roll. Uh, next, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Now, I was really trying to rack my brain. It's like, what do I make D'Angelo? And then I finally decided that uh, for me, Tony D'Angelo is the cream spinach. And I say that because cream spinach is cream spinach is very divisive. There are some people that don't shut up about how cream spinach is literally the best part of the meal. And there's other people that like, ill. I hate it. I want it gone. I don't want cream spinach on this table ever in any future things. And that's me uh, with uh, with feelings on D'Angelo, because, you know, I, I love cream spinach. I think cream spinach is great. Uh, it's a perfect, you know, it's a perfect consistency to kind of break up everything else. It gives it a little bit different uh flavor and yeah i love it but it's not for everyone and it can be divisive and it's you know it's not it's one of those things where it's kind of a one trick pony but it's a really good trick so you know yes. i think uh, tony d tony d is the sweet is the cream spinach in my estimation right it's uh you know it, it's one of those things well first off my favorite cream spinach comes from boston market uh but i couldn't agree with you more with tony being the cream spinach oh absolutely it really is such a it really is people hate it I know some people love it. I, I tend to, to love it. Uh, Boston Market has great cream spinach. It's delicious. Um, you can't they have do. it sit around, though, too long because then it gets, you know, it gets bad. It gets the crust over the top. Yeah, then, then yeah, and then Sebastian Ajo, like, absolutely walks on the wall and puts in the right. net. Yeah. But Ajo is like the long. spoon that, like... Um, but uh, I, <laughs> exactly. But for, for, uh, for Tony, I had him <laughs> as the uh, antipast. You know, I come from like uh, more of an Italian Thanksgiving. Uh, it's the appetizer. It goes on. It's very Italian. It's a flavorful thing. I, it, there's so many stuff in There's so much to it that you kind of like don't even know what's in it, what you're eating. But it's it's yeah. good. It's good. But again, it's it's only there for one thing, and that's to get you to the next step. So Tony, <laughs> Tony is for me, the bridge <laughs> between, <laughs> you know, yes. uh, arriving and then getting to the, to and the, the meal. meal. Yeah. yeah the main so. meal. That makes sense. All right. So that's who I had. Tony. <laughs> uh, all right. Nice. So next on my list, I had uh, uh, Truba, Jacob Truba. I had him as the Mac and cheese. Okay. Now the reason I had him as the Mac and cheese is because I've only been to a few Thanksgiving where they serve Mac and cheese. 
But mac and cheese is something that everyone loves. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's very hard to screw up. You need it. Uh, you know, and when it's there, you have to have it, I should say. Not you need it. But when, it, you know, if it's there on the table, you're going to take a scoop of it because it's mac and cheese. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it might not fit your meal. But guess what? You're going to eat it because it's mac and cheese. And that's what I feel like Truba is. It's like we have him. It's a it's it's a huge piece to our puzzle here. And it's often forgot about on Thanksgiving. But, you know, you're going to definitely need it when the time comes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, no, that's a that's a I think it's a good way of thinking about it. Um, for me, I had Trub as the corn. And my reasoning is he's maybe not as alluring as some of the other dishes, but it's it still tastes pretty good. And it's good for you. And you eat it ultimately, probably, even though you might want to eat it some other thing more, you eat it just to feel a little bit less guilty about the rest of the meal. And uh, it's still good. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just not as, yeah, not as uh, alluring as maybe some everything else in the on the being served, but it's good. And it, it's a hearty base for, you know, the rest of the meal. So, um, and who knows? Sometimes it's like you get it, especially if you still get it on the cob. I love that. Like, oh, wow. you know, Hard instead of just, you know, because, you, you know, it's one it's definitely different. Better to get it on the cob than like, you know, this season Truba was they served Truba in like a, like a little dish where he's kind of wet floating like corn floating in yeah. like, you know, it's just you don't it's want so that. But next yeah. year, next year, hopefully you get served up on a cob. Yeah. Hell, maybe they put a little bit of butter. They put a little bit of Lindegren with them. Yeah, you know? there yeah. You, go. you never know. You just um, you never know. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, OK, so. All right. You're up. Uh, uh, you have left. I so I've I have two left. Do you have three left? I assume I have four defensemen? technically. I, oh damn! Well, I have the two goalies and. Oh no! I'm talking about. Oh, I was talking about just defensemen. Uh, Brendan Smith. You want to do Brendan Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to start right. or do you want me to start? So, yeah, I gotta start. So Brendan Smith for me is uh, roasted asparagus, and he's only there because at the last minute you realize you need another side. <laughs> So you quickly throw asparagus on a sheet pan and put it in, in the oven at, with like as the turkey finishes. And then you have another side. You know, he's a last minute like, oh, crap, we need to like someone to, you know, someone to flank the meal down here. And you throw some asparagus on. So he's yeah. a roast asparagus for me. I like roast asparagus. And it, asparagus is pretty versatile. Yeah, you know, no. it's like you can it tastes pretty good when you eat it with mashed potatoes. You get all dunked up. It tastes good. But, you know, it's ultimately... Like I said, it's kind of an afterthought. It's kind of like yeah. it's easy enough to make. You don't even make it like you just have it on hand. You, sometimes you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to have it this year. And it's just there. And you're just like, oh, what the hell? Let's put it in. You know, yeah, it'll you fill in here buy it with the Thanksgiving, like in, like stuff. You just like, no, it might have been left over from like last, you know, uh, yeah. last week. But you're like, I still have half a bushel of asparagus. I'm going to do it. Is it a bushel? Is it a bunch? I don't know. Bunch, I, I think. Know. Bushel sounds Whatever. like could be it. Um, yeah, who knows? Okay, so for uh, Smitty, I had I had him as the salad. Uh, ultimately, you know, it's there. You know, it's not really something that you that you are looking forward to having, and it, it must be on the table because you have to have a salad. You have to have like the healthy option for people. Um, you know, some people like to start with the salad. I end with the salad, keep the lighter stuff on top. Uh, you know, it's just something that I'll end with, just so I don't feel like a complete you know, ass after what I did <laughs> and stuff my face. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I have. I have the, him as the salad because it's just like. No, really yeah, I, yeah, I uh, that's yeah, I think similar thinking. It's kind of a, an afterthought. It's there. You're going to have it. But, you know, uh, I only have one defenseman left 
and it's yes. Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Is that who you have left? Yes. All right. Uh, sorry, as someone outside is blaring their horn. Uh, the wonders of living in Brooklyn, uh, people. Um, so for me, Jack Johnson is, uh, and I, I want to know if you know what this is, is the ambrosia salad. Ambrosia salad. Well, I you know, know what Ambro- I don't know. What so ambrosia, ambrosia, for those who don't know, ambrosia salad is the little, it's like a, it's a salad, but it's mini marshmallows with, uh, I think it's either like peaches or orange in like sour cream. It's like a weird um have have you you've never seen ambrosia salad no well it doesn't sound very appetizing right uh, no it doesn't and someone's like you you invite like a weird cousin and they bring the ambrosia salad and they're like oh try my famous ambrosia salad you're gonna love it and you're like yeah i'll definitely try some of this as you like fake put it on your plate and like put it away yeah. so jack johnson is is my weird aunt's ambrosia salad that i want no part of uh yeah i mean if you ever if you ever look up People, you, people love it. My brother loves it. My mom loves it. I can't stand it. It's just the consistency weirds me out. But, you know, especially when I tell people it's mini marshmallows and sour cream with like, it's just weird. But There's people, no way pe- that can taste good. That's, I mean, uh, I, people I love it. it. All right. I'll, next time, if we're, you know, when we're back to our regular job, we'll have to figure out how to get some ambrosia salad. Yes. And we'll have to have Gibby chips. Yeah. I do like mini when people put mini marshmallows and sweet potatoes. Though. That's different, but uh, that's yeah. always great. I, I never, uh, I'm not a big marshmallow guy. I don't like marshmallows. Mm. Yeah. It needs know. obviously very, very venue dependent. The marshmallow, uh, it depends yeah. what it's paired with by itself. No, but you know, never like a graham cracker. Like fluff with peanut yeah. butter. Yeah. Yeah. Fluff's, fluff's almost too rich for me. Like, yeah. Can't do it. All right. Good. I'm glad because I feel like I, I feel like such a loser when I don't like because people rave about it. Um, uh, yeah. But no, Jack Johnson no. for me, I had him as the, the candy yams. Because a yam is probably not that good. I, I don't know. I don't mess with the yams. I don't I don't go after the yams if it is available. I stay away from it. I don't care if it's the greatest thing in the world. I'm not getting it. And you, James yam, healthy scratches the the yam from his meal. It's a health, definitely a healthy scratch. And yeah. and uh, people, you know, the candied yams. I, I would imagine they're just sprinkling sugar on something that doesn't or really taste good on its own. And that's what I feel like Jack Johnson is. Like you took us an old defenseman, you, you gotta, uh, you know, you're sprinkling some sugar on him, be saying that you know he, he you know, he's gonna be good with us. He'll like, hold down the fort. Yeah, he'll be yeah, a great penalty killer. The, yeah, exactly. And I feel like they're just feeding us some sugar or sprinkling some on our yams to make it taste better. But I see right through it. I see right through the yams. And you know what? Exactly. I'm not, making, not making a trip on my plate. So nope. All right. So yeah. well said. All we have, I have the goalies left. Me too. Same here. Uh, okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, you go first. Okay. Um, so obviously, Igor. For me, I have him as the pumpkin pie, and uh, my why I have him as the pumpkin pie is because you have this Thanksgiving meal, and you know that no matter what happens, if no matter who's cooking, let's say the meal just for whatever reason, it's an off Thanksgiving. It sucks. The mashed potato is lumpy and has garlic in it too much that you like. And the turkey is like bleeding still. And it's yeah, the stuffing is all store bought and it's box stuffing. It's just if the meal sinks, you at least know you take sauce. In fact, knowing that there will be some pumpkin pie there, you know, even if it's store bought pumpkin pie, it's still going to be delicious. 
and it's going to save the meal. If even if the meal sucks, it'll save the, it can save the whole night. If you have some yeah. good pumpkin pie. I agree. Uh, and you know, I'm going to do just, I'm just going to do it back to back. That means Alexander Georgiev for me is a vanilla ice cream because he is paired amazing, wonderfully paired with pumpkin pie. And even on nights where he, even if let's say they didn't have the pumpkin pie for that meal, you still have vanilla ice cream and you're very happy with it. You know, especially if you ate too much, like, you know, it's perfect. So, uh, my goaltenders are my desserts and, uh, they're pump. Igor is pumpkin pie and Alexander Georgiev is uh, vanilla ice cream. Well, that's very interesting because the goaltenders <laughs> were also my desserts. Yes. Uh, and Igor was my pumpkin pie because nothing nice. says, you know, Thanksgiving, like finishing your meal with a, a nice piece of pumpkin pie. And I agree. The vanilla ice cream is a, a very, uh, very good second dish to complement the pumpkin pie. But I did not make uh, Georgie buy uh, uh, ice cream. I actually made him a cup of coffee because oh. because guess what? At the end of the night, it do you do need a backup plan to maybe you know kick kick some energy into your butt to last a few more hours. So you have that cup of coffee and it kind of saves the night, you know, well after that uh that piece of pumpkin pie and that sugar spike goes off man so. that's your that's actually really good i wish i had thought of that because i well, i'm no, a I big mean, uh, all right go ahead. i'm a i'm a big cup of coffee guy after my thanksgiving meal like you have to make room especially between your meal and, and dessert just to get to get right. the digestion going early so you can finish you know just all the food you want to eat or have that that you're looking at that pie and you're like i just ate so much how am i gonna get there but you have right. that so yeah, he gets you there. So, yeah, that's smart on your part, James. Uh, I yeah, like I said, I wish I thought of that, but it obviously makes total sense. No, I, I, I and I really like yours. I really like I mean, the vanilla ice cream is a must have with the pumpkin pie. Uh, but I just felt like I need I for me, I definitely need that cup of coffee at the end of the night. Like it's oh, absolutely. A yeah. So, um, yeah. So what would you think, Andy? Did you like this? Like this little game? <laughs> I did. I you know, I think it's a. Uh... It's. I hope for the the listeners at home that we've laid out a beautiful table of what our the Rangers uh, will look like as a meal this coming season. Um, yeah. You know, I do hope that we get some actual traction on the season soon, so we can stop talking about the teams like their uh, you know candied <laughs> yams and and turkeys and you know all that. But uh, it was definitely fun, and I think it's it's interesting to think uh, it does kind of force you to really evaluate how this team fits together and what goes best with what and who knows maybe we peg some people as uh you know who knows maybe jack johnson is not uh you know a candied yam or uh or a ambrosia salad who knows maybe he turns out to be a corn that's all we can really hope for right. if jack johnson is right. a corn at, <laughs> at the end of this season corn. then that's a win man and you know same thing with truba maybe truba gets served out of the cob this season so uh yeah, yeah hopefully you know james and i uh the you know, these players live on this season as uh, different foods. And uh, yeah, well, I would like to, like I said, uh, hopefully there's more of it to go around. And uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything else? Do you have anything else, James? Yeah. I, yeah. And also, if you're listening to this, feel free to take a picture of your your Thanksgiving plate this year. Um, you, you know, you're probably not going to be with all of your family or a large crowd. So you're not going to get totally judged for taking a picture of your plate, but send it over, tag us in it. And, uh, well, I want to see what players made your plate. So, um, I don't know, maybe I will create my first plate will be like my dream combination of lines with like, 
Lafreniere. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Zabena yeah. Chad and a little bit of Kako. So uh, I, I but, love yeah, it. You know, so it, yeah. I, and you, you know what? It really is. It really is. You hit the nail right on the head when you said that, you know, a hockey team kind of is like a bunch of different dishes and you got to find the ones that go together. You got to find the, the ones that you want to uh, cut next, uh, next Thanksgiving and not make the Thanksgiving day table. So um, yeah, there's a kind of a good metaphor, uh, you know, that we have, uh, moving forward for this, uh, holiday weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, like James said, yeah, take pictures of those Thanksgiving meals. Make, if you, if you want to make your lines go ahead, I don't know how your relatives will react to, to what you're doing, but yeah, you tag us in it at Broadway boys pod. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm sure James and I will, will be tweeting out pictures of our, uh, our, our Rangers meals and, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this uh, either live right now, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to this live Monday morning, I hope you're enjoying leftovers right now. And you're, or if you're at work, you're not too hungover from a, a wild uh, holiday weekend. Uh, and yeah, we're uh, starting. At, if you're listening to this on Monday, we're going back to two episodes a week, which is fun. So uh, from yeah, from uh, this week on out, there'll be we're back to two episodes a week. So we'll have a lot more content. You know, hopefully we have some traction between the NHL uh, PA and the NH- in the league so we can figure out if they are indeed going to make this January 1st date. It seems up in the air right now. Just there's a lot of factors at play. Uh, I'm sure we'll get onto it on our next podcast. But yeah, thank you for listening. Again, follow us at Broadway Boys Pod. If uh, you're listening to this on a, your podcast provider of choice, if you want to watch, there's a video that accompanies this. You can go to our YouTube page. Just uh, go to YouTube and search Broadway Boys Podcast and it'll be up there. And yeah, we hope everyone has a Happy Turkey Day, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you eat as much Mika Zibanejad until you explode. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.